welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 148. Today our guest is Elizabeth Miller from Dutton Estate, and she is the Direct-to-Consumer Sales and Hospitality Manager over there. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi there. I'm so happy to be here. We're glad you're here. I'm thrilled to have Elizabeth here because I work with hundreds of wineries, and I swear to God, Elizabeth is one of those people who when I send out a note, she responds right away. <laughs> so that has always moved her to the top of my list. Oh yeah, I love Elizabeth. <laughs> She you answers. An, you get an award for that. <laughs> she answers when I have a question. <laughs> Super helpful. So tell us about uh, Dutton Estate. Where is Dutton Estate when you're here in Sonoma County visiting? Dutton Estate is in the Sebastopol Grayton area in the heart of what would be the Russian River Valley and then the smaller area of the Green Valley AVA. So it's right in the middle of a lot of our historic properties and a lot of our historic vineyards. My backyard. <laughs> it's kind of, I was just telling Elizabeth before the show, it's kind of my go-to Winery. It's one of the first wineries I ever visited when I first came to Sebastopol. Really? Yeah. A friend took us, and I thought it was before they, they've done some extensive uh, remodeling and changes. And I thought, are we going into someone's house? It was so quaint. But I remember having the Sauvignon Blanc and thinking, I should move here. You know, we hadn't, we didn't live here yet. And it was like, I was just so taken by it. It was really wonderful. And, uh, so, well, that's a nice little compliment yeah. there. And I, I take all and people who visit, I always take them there because it's close by that's and it's great. wonderful. I wonder what population, the, the you know, portion of the population we're responsible for here and having <laughs> them move here I'd after tasting our Sauvignon Blanc. 60%. There, I think that's a good percentage. <laughs> it's a big draw. It's a big draw. <laughs> so, actually, we should mention that we're, we did start our show with a little um, Chardonnay. Oh, this yes. Is, wine of the day. Yeah. So, this is Warren's Collection Chardonnay, the 2020. So, what would you like to tell us about this? Ah, well, I brought this because this is one of my favorites, but also I'm in sales and I'm in hospitality. <laughs> and a bottle of wine is never just a bottle of wine <laughs> in good wine way country. To start. Yeah. It, it has to deliver stories and mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings. And that wine has so many wonderful nuggets. It has a family and a history nugget. Warren Dutton was one of the pioneers of this area. It has vineyard land nugget. It comes from our original Chardonnay grapevines planted in 1967. And then this wine makes you think about yourself. We ferment this in concrete egg. And when we tell our guests this, what do they do? They start saying, well, I'm this kind of person. I think I'm a concrete Chardonnay gal. <laughs> That's who I am as a taster. Well, so there's so many nuggets in this bottle. It's interesting because it has that clean um, acidity and minerality, but it also has a creamy peachy quality too that you wouldn't expect from concrete egg. Absolutely. You're I think surprised. all of that comes about because right. of the egg, the best yeah. of these two yeah. worlds, yeah, barrel it's, and it's tank. It's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is nice. This was a good way to start. Sorry, I was just, I was just reading the label Bethy here. Beth's just mesmerized. Yeah. We just hypnotize her with a bottle of wine each morning. Yeah, I'm an easy target. Well, this is delicious. Yeah, this is nice. So um, when people come to visit Sonoma County and they, they decide to swing by Dutton Estate because they heard about it on the podcast, what would they what would they expect when they come to visit? What do you have to offer tasting rooms? Well, when a guest arrives, they get 
what I get working there. They get the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it You drive through grapevines mm-hmm. to get to our property. Then you sit in the middle of grapevines, and you'll often see our crews doing work during the season. You sit next to fermentation tanks during harvest. It smells amazing, and yeah. the smell of fermentation wafts through the entire guest mm-hmm. area. And then you'll also see family members mm-hmm. running around, coming through the guest area, heading back out to the cellar and our winemaking facility. So it it is a true family winery, and the guests have a lot of touch points mm-hmm. for that. Um, the other thing that we are very distinct about is we're very conversation-centered. You know, when you're there nestled in the, in the middle of the grapevines, we spend a lot of time discussing things with our guests. And it's two directions. Mm -hmm. We share a lot of our story, but we also ask the guests a lot about Mm themselves. You know, why are they here? Why are they in Sonoma County, in our particular area of the county? What brought them here? What do they like? (laughs) When are you moving here? We'll we'll give you a realtor's phone number. Um, And and I think that sort of guest-centered conversation we have is special. I don't think we do enough of that here in wine country, center on the guest and what they want out of their experience. We do that really well at Dutton Estate Winery. Yeah, I think that's super important. To, I mean, you don't want to just, I don't like when I just sit down and they just tell me three things about the wine and walk away. And then I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, that's that was, not a conversation. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's one is. way. You want engagement. You do. You don't want eyes to glaze over. You want them to right. open. Yeah, yeah. Yes. you want them to be interested and learn yes. and, and understand. And right. It is a beautiful, beautiful location there. And it has definitely transformed. I remember just exactly what you said. The first couple of times I went there, I did feel like... Is I thought I was walking house, to someone's or, house. I thought like I was I'm going to feel like an spot. idiot knocking on the living room <laughs> yes, door. Yes. Um, but the garden area is so pretty there. And I'm just an outdoor garden person. And so every time I get there, I think, oh, I just could, I wish I could spend the afternoon. <laughs> but I usually have we to just drop off happen. something yes. or pick up something and <laughs> hurry on down the road. But it's really a super welcoming environment. And if it's happens to be, of course, I hate to say if it happens to be rainy because that hasn't happened for a while, but if it was, the indoor area is, is just as welcoming and cozy and comfortable. And yeah, it's really a definitely a little diamond right there. I would say yeah. an absolute gem. Nice mm-hmm. little spot. <laughs> so uh, how did you get involved in the wine business? Accidentally, very accidentally, which I think is a common story. Yeah. Um, I'm the classic story of a New York City public school teacher who oh became a Sonoma gosh. County wine professional. Wow. <laughs> so very accidentally. Um, I always liked wine. And then in the late 2000s, I started moonlighting in a restaurant. Because I liked wine, I thought I knew everything about wine. And then you realize you don't oh, know you anything can, about you can, wine. You never know. The more yeah. you know, the more you know you yeah. don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and, a, and a good way to figure that out is work in a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and so I started taking coursework. And very slowly, that became the career. Um, and then there were more restaurants. And I went ran a wine shop for several years back in New York. Oh, wow. And then at some point, you know, I'm on the sales floor in New York every day. I have an academic experience with wine on paper. Maybe I take a trip or two. And at some point I said, you know, I think I want to live this experience. Um, So I decided to move out here five years ago. So I truly can have an office in the middle of a bunch of grapevines. (laughs) What a great story. (laughs) That's a transition from school teacher to (laughs) marketing for a a winery. It is. But there's still that educational component. And I think it serves you well in the work you do, I'm sure. I think that constantly. It's still 
teaching is communication. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's still teaching and communication just in a different form about something that I find a lot more enjoyable now. Right. And I would say most people enjoy more. I think most people are more willing to do the homework of wine (laughs) uh, versus study, study, study. That's right. (laughs) Probably would have been easier as a school teacher if there was wine involved with those, you know. (laughs) Okay, kids, today. (laughs) Questionable, but better classroom management. I'm always about questionable (laughs) behaviors. Yeah, exactly. So let's see, when you have guests that show up who are maybe here for the first time, what sort of things do you think that they should see and do, whether, do, it's, whether it's wine or not wine or whatever? Within Sonoma County? Yeah. I, I think this county offers, and it's one of the reasons why out of everywhere in the world or the country, I wanted to live here in addition to the wine industry mm-hmm. that I'm working in and moved for. Sonoma has such a breadth of experiences, right? We have all these different um, terroirs and environments from river to ocean to forest to our you know, plains, all, all sorts of things here. Um, we have really different kinds of towns with different right. vibes and exactly. cultures. Yeah. Um, I think we have one of the best event calendars <laughs> yeah, anywhere it's, in the it's world. Hard. It's coming like a back. weekend yes. when you can do something. It, yes, yeah. when, you hit the, when you hit summer months, if you can't see free music yeah. seven nights a week, you're not doing your That's research correctly. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, so, so I would suggest for anyone visiting here, in addition, of course, to visiting all of these beautiful wineries that produce the wine that we do, to... Check out the ocean. Check out the river. Do a little hiking. See a little music. Pop into the towns and really see just how dynamic the entire county is. I've been here for five years. I feel like I've barely scratched the surface, and I'm never bored. (laughs) That's the thing. I have a lot of people who come. They're going to be here for three days. What do I need to see? And I'm thinking, well... I can fill it for three days, but then you're going to realize three days is not enough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's why they have to move here. Yeah. 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 Well, you did too. That's right. It's the only way to have all that time to do it. When you were deciding to move, what made you decide on Sonoma? Ah, uh, Sonoma got was the, the winner after looking at a lot of different places. So um, I had toured um, several places you wouldn't even think of that has wine industries. Wine industry was key, but... I, coming from New York, and New York being, well, not quite. I wanted to escape the rain and (laughs) the snow. (laughs) So first, no snow. But but coming from New York, I was open to the idea of working in a developing wine region, as New York State had been. I I, I was very supportive of that. So I looked at places in Texas and Mm -hmm. Arizona. I looked at a lot of the places on the West Coast across California, Oregon, and Washington that are not as famous for making wine. Right. But at the end of the day... After traveling to all of these places, um, there was no contest. I mean, really, for people in the wine industry, this area, the North Bay, this is our Wall Street, our yeah. Hollywood. Exactly. Um, it, 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 it really is that for American wine. And then everything I just said about oh, yeah. a good way the to outside, spend five years outdoors, plus, yeah. the, the lifestyle here is fantastic. There was no contest. Once I stepped foot within Sonoma County, it was not a decision They're anymore. They're going to snatch you away to work for tourism. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> You're a great ambassador oh. to the region. <laughs> but it's totally true. So you, you know, nobody can have a favorite. But if you sort of had a favorite of the wines, you know, when people come to visit, what it doesn't really sticks out in your mind? Maybe it's a wine from three years ago or five years ago or the first wine you had, or maybe it's something that's still, you know, waiting to be released. What do you think? 
in addition to the Chardonnay that I brought today, the Warren's collection, which, which really stands very high on my list for a number of reasons. Um, we also produce a Syrah from our Cherry Ridge Vineyard. Mm -hmm. So Cherry Ridge is this beautiful road, Cherry Ridge Road. Um, it's in one of the cooler stretches where we have our vineyards. So is that Green Valley then also? It is, okay. really in the heart of the Green mm -hmm. Valley AVA. It's not where you think Syrah would right. grow well. The vineyard itself is very beautiful and very specific. It's sort of shaped in a bit like a like an amphitheater. So picture an amazing summer concert venue, something like that. <laughs> and we have our block of Syrah right at the top, this okay. one stretch mm -hmm. that is able to generate direct sun, sun and, a, and a certain amount of heat, mm -hmm. enough for us to ripen this Syrah. Um, so when we harvest it, what we get, because it is still a cold area, mm -hmm is this high acid Syrah. It's no more than medium bodied. Mm -hmm. It has this beautiful racing um, acidity, I would say like a tart cranberry quality. To me, you take a red wine like that and you do anything you want to it. You put it in the refrigerator, put a good chill mm -hmm. in August. You bring it a little warmer in the winter, you pair it with heavy meal, it works. It really is pliable and it's very unusual. And anything that's unusual always perks my palate up, right. and I know it perks our visitors right. yeah. up. When they're in a sea of Chardonnay mm -hmm. and Pinot Noir, mm -hmm. something like that makes them say, oh. Oh, my God. I yeah. mean, like, I'm just thinking I just can't wait to try this wine. Yeah. <laughs> you have described that so yeah, incredibly. I, I think we did review it for our oh. Syrah varietal mm -hmm. month because I remember um, I had them set up on the I, – I taste the wines for the wine route, and – my husband kept coming back and kept thinking, I really oh, like yeah. this one. Try that one one more time. Because I, I try to, you know, just go through them all without having an opinion, and mm -hmm. then I write my notes. But he, he's just like, where is this one from? I'm like, this is Dutton Estate. Yes. Listen, yeah. <laughs> A bottle you don't share with the neighbors. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Shh, they might be listening exactly. to the podcast. You keep They're wondering, where was that Dutton Estate? <laughs> <laughs> when people come to the... Um, so the winery, what types of experiences do you have? Because I know you offer, I've been there before, there's been chocolate tastings, there's been mm -hmm. cheese pairings. So what's on the palate or the docket lately? So lately is the key word. Everything that we're doing is is um, fairly new uh, mm -hmm. in our evolution over the last two years, which is exciting. So we primarily have three experiences. We have a garden wine tasting, a, a classic tasting in, in that vineyard um, surrounded area. And then we do a chocolate and red wine pairing. Mm. Now, we used to do chocolate and all wine pairing. And we kind of felt like we were forcing a square peg in a round oh, yeah. hole with the way we said, right. let's just give in to the science of this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate, red wine, makes sense. That That's good. Um, and then uh, we also do a cheese and charcuterie pairing. And I have to say that I do think we have one of the best around from the point of view of a pairing. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Instead of just putting yeah. out a platter of food mm -hmm. that you graze through, we really have like five aha moments where you have the cheese, the charcuterie, you have the wine, and then you have this one plus one equals ten situation yeah. where <laughs> both are much better together. Um, and I think for a lot of guests who haven't had proper pairings, it, it it's a sensory explosion. It's really great. Um, we also have tons of events going on. In the last few years, we got a lot more creative. Uh, we've done very cool things. We had um, a mystery wine party where <laughs> we did a bunch of blind wines and had people guess and watching them scribble on their paper and make their guesses very seriously <laughs> fun, was right? so rewarding to see. Um, we had a 
barrel-to-bottle event where we had flights, barrel-to-bottle flights, same wine, barrel sample, current release, oh, wow. library. That's such an education. What an art. That, yes. You learn so much of the yes. progression. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then this summer, we're kicking off our Dutton Wine Class series. Um, this is going to be always something that we do with a small group taught and led by Kylie Dutton, our winemaker, and Bobby Donnell, our winemaker. We're going to do barrel versus tank versus egg. So four oh, Chardonnay that show you hands-on yeah. how each of those vessels created differences and what you're tasting. Wow, yeah. that is a true education. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful because the more as you learn, you can appreciate wine so much more. But that's even most people don't understand those differences or being able to identify that and then know what I like. And maybe you're on a wine list and you say, oh, is, is this in barrel or is this in egg or stainless steel, helps you be a better consumer. Absolutely. And that goes back to, right, being very guest-centered. At the end, you want someone to walk away and say more to themselves, that's the kind of wine person I am. That's the kind of wine drinker I am. Um, And and feel more interested, more confident um, in in who they are in the wine world. And how many pe- – is that for wine club members only or just No, open? it's going to be um, open to the public. Oh, that's it, a great it, – It'll be on July 16th. It's up on our website right oh, now. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I love that idea. That's such a good idea. I'll have to go back and promote that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find that on our little website <laughs> and mention that. People well, really are looking for different things. I think I mean, so. that is different and that is interesting. And um, I agree. I feel like it's fun when you walk away and – and you have that aha moment. Um, there's another winery, uh, very Alexander Valley Vineyards. They do a, a cave tour, and they just sample the same Cabernet, one in French oak and one in American oak. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, when you can taste that side by side, every person there, it's mind-blowing. Absolutely. So that's super cool. So this is a similar kind of situation. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> We should maybe talk a bit about uh, the family, like uh, we mentioned kind of briefly uh, that this was uh, Warren's, is it Warren's Vineyard or Warren's? Warren's Collection Warren's Collection. So tell us a little bit about Warren Dutton. Uh, so Warren Dutton was the, he was what would be the fourth generation of the Dutton family to farm in Sonoma County. We're now on to the sixth. The sixth is now making wine in our cellar. I know when you said Kylie, the winemaker. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, when you said that, I'm like, she's the winemaker now. Wow. She was a kid, then she was a college student now. Yeah. (laughs) That's exciting. Yeah. Um, And so Warren was the family member who shifted the focus from general agriculture to viticulture specifically. Uh, That bottle comes from his original purchased and planted block of Chardonnay that went in the ground in 1967. And then everything grew around that. Growing up in that farming business were his two sons, Joe and Steve. Um, They grew up selling fruit at their farm stand in Santa Rosa as and then saw the, that change from that general agriculture to viticulture. Um, by the time Warren did pass away, uh, both boys then were ready to take over Dutton Ranch. And today, that's what they do. They work together every day on the farming of about 1,200 acres across 80 different vineyards wow. in our area of mm-hmm. Russian River Valley. Um, and then each decided to, within that, mm-hmm. have a winery and a yeah. wine label. So Joe, with his wife Tracy, founded Dutton Estate 26 years ago. 
Dang, I can't believe it's been 26 years. Yeah. I bet they say the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a flash. Yeah. yeah. And, just and like she kids comes from up. a founding family as well. She does. Yes. She does. So I think she's five generations and not six on her side. So <laughs> newcomers to Sonoma yeah. County. <laughs> um, so... We some of us who were locals um, remember Kozlowski Farms, exactly, and they had a great farm stand on Gravenstein Highway. They also uh, wholesaled pies and cookies and cakes. I wish I still kept their pies in my freezer and saved them all these years and brought them out for special occasions. Um, and so she, Tracy grew up in that business. They obviously stayed more on the agricultural side. Um, they do, the family does have one vineyard, the Kozlowski Family Vineyard, which is located behind that farm stand. Mm-hmm. And we do make a Pinot Noir from it called oh, nice. La Familia. So that's one nod to Tracy's side of the family that oh, we excellent. make. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. I was just over there the other day. The That farm stand is gone, but uh, now in that area is uh, Pascaline. Isn't that? Yeah. Right around so I there. stopped right there and yeah. had myself a little lunch. Mm-hmm. I was going to just race back to the office and I thought, I'm, I can't go back and just have a granola bar when I'm driving past this cool place. <laughs> With amazing pastries. partake. Yeah, stop and enjoy. (laughs) It's a nice little area over there. It's pretty. It is. They have some nice food gems over there. Yeah, they definitely do. (laughs) So Green Valley, we kind of talk about that uh, for a moment. Um, There's a lot of really fantastic wineries that are in Green Valley also, and it is, I guess you're calling it the sub-appellation of Russian River Valley. Mm -hmm. So it's a really smaller area that's dramatically cooler than the the preceding area. what else do we want to know about Dutton Estate? What do we need to know, Mars? I think that's, I mean, there's so much. You just have to go <laughs> and then build on your knowledge, I think. it's. Uh, I think it's just one of the most relaxed and, and fun. Like I said, that's my backyard. And I just feel like it feels like, you know, it feels like home when you're there. So yeah. it's really special. To me, it's what I've always talked about because I've been working at the Wine Road for over 20 years. And um, it really still is uh, we're really still based in agriculture and family-owned wineries and family legitimately family-run. Not that the, you know, some family somewhere owns it, <laughs> but actually the family is there. And like you said, if you come and visit, the odds are you're probably going to meet a family member. And mm-hmm. um, they're going from generation to generation of their daughters, you know, working as the winemaker. I think that's what people come to Sonoma County for. They want that experience. They want, you know, to meet families who've been doing this forever and um and the wine is fantastic yeah that goes without saying i mean that's you know you really you're coming for the you know the experience experience. but the wine is it will blow you away i mean it's really i taste widely in the county and it's one of the top wines in my opinion yeah the family agriculture is key around here we in the last two years actually had a bit of a full circle experience. So I mentioned Joe and Steve Mm -hmm. growing up selling fruit at the family's farm stand then in Santa Rosa. During the pandemic, we actually started selling wine at the farmer's market. So we're we're at the Santa Rosa Original Farmer's Market every Saturday morning. Oh, wow. Um, We started that when our tasting rooms were temporarily Mm -hmm. closed. If people couldn't come to us, we could go to where the people were. And um, it was such a success for us. And so here we are again, this multi-generational agricultural family winery back 
at the farmer's market with our that, other agricultural vendors in this area. And I think that's kind of new, being able to sell wine at the farmer's market, isn't it? It's been an absolute learning experience yeah. for us and the farmer's market. I'm unaware of ever having seen it at yeah. other markets. Yeah. We're we're the first and only, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> nice. it is, you know, wine is food, sort of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's agriculture, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's agriculture. Yeah. It's time for our Fast Five segment, where one of our winery or lodging members calls in with their Fast Five recipe. And who's on the line today? Uh, This is Ursula. I'm calling from West Wines. I am their tasting room manager. Excellent. What's your recipe, Ursula? It is a rosemary parmesan popcorn. Oh, wow. That sounds great. Tell us how you make it. Sure. Um, You use uh, fresh rosemary. Extra virgin olive oil, about a quarter of a cup, uh, fresh Parmesan, sea salt, and, of course, popcorn kernels. So you're going to go ahead and um, make the popcorn as you normally would, as as you prefer. You're going to whisk up your um, fresh rosemary and some olive oil, and then um, let that infuse for as long as you like. I prefer to do it about an hour ahead of time just to let it all soak in there. And then um, you're going to drizzle that over your popcorn and um, then add your fresh Parmesan onto the popcorn and the sea salt um, to what your desired taste is. That sounds deceptively simple, but I bet it's fabulously (laughs) delicious. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) And what wine do you drink with this fabulous popcorn? Um, I prefer, of course, you know, West Wines, um, Cabernet, or a Tuscan Cuvée is very nice with both. Either one of those would work well with the popcorn. The West Sparkling is so delicious. Yes, you know, it would go with all of those really well. Yes, yes. So popcorn is very versatile. (laughs) Yes, and nutritious. It's it's a real meal. A glass of wine and a bag of popcorn is, I think, meets all the USDA requirements. (laughs) That's terrific, Ursula. Well, we'll put your recipe, the ingredients, how to make it in our show notes. And thank you for being one of our Fast Fives. Okay, have a great day. Thanks. So uh, what do you have? Anything else for us, Marcy? Do you have a book or an item for us today? I'm sure that Elizabeth is dying to know about a new wine book. (laughs) I am. I actually have two, but I think this might be more germane okay. because of her past as an educator yeah, I know. Uh, I and how you can learn so much. Oh my. So this book is called Wine, a Tasting Course from Grape to Glass, and it's by Marnie Old. And it, it really covers everything, but it's like beautiful graphics, really easy mm-hmm. to understand. And um, it's not just surface level. It goes deep. And that's what I like about this book. It's not just like the grapes ferment, and but it, it talks about, um, here's a, an example, controlling sweetness mm-hmm. or, or different aspects of wine, primary, secondary, tertiary um, tastes in wine. So it goes quite deep, but it's very consumable. Mm-hmm. So even if someone is quite experienced would get a lot mm-hmm. out of this book. So there you go. You did have the perfect book to feature when Elizabeth was here. I love it. When I moved from New York, I got rid of almost everything but brought my wine library with me. So I do appreciate (laughs) a good wine book. (laughs) And this is published by DK. They are like the masters of the visual learning style. That's like a book for me. Yeah. (laughs) 
Look for lots, our Betsy Beth lots pictures, of, lots and pictures and you'll learn without even knowing. It's yeah. the painless way to whine. That's the way I need. <laughs> I want to so get that. that. So that's my good. book of the day. Nice. Good job. So the only other thing that I thought I should mention um, is uh, some updates that we've made to the wineroad.com, to the website. And that is... Um, I thought it'd be fun to kind of uh, feature some of the lesser-known things, lesser-known varietals that are produced along the wine road. I think if you go anywhere, you're going to be able to find some Chardonnay and some Pinot and some Zinfandel and Dry Creek. So what we did is if you click on the wine link, it'll drop down, and there's a little link that says sparkling. And so we've featured all of the wineries along the wine road that are now producing a sparkling wine. And 10 years ago, there would have been two of them, and now I think there's probably 20 on that list. A lot of wineries are producing sparkling. So we have the list and a link to each of those wineries and a map, so you could make a whole day of tasting sparkling. And then we've added a link to the Rhone varietals along the wine road. And again, I think there are maybe 12 wineries that are producing Rhones. A lot of them may only have one. They might only have a Viognier, but uh, still, if you're looking for some Rhones, that's on there. And then we have the Italians. So um, I think there's maybe eight wineries that are producing different Italian varietals. And so I thought that was kind of a fun new thing to check out. And then lastly, this is a work in progress, which may not materialize, but I put on a little call out to our wineries and said, who's doing something really unique, whether it's boxed wine or wine in a can or orange wine. Um, I think there's probably about six wineries that produce an orange wine along the wine road and just a couple that do a box or a can. So we're going to be trying to put that together. And in that category, actually, something sort of along those lines, Dutton Estate has something that they suggested. So what was it that you thought we should we add? We do. We have something in a can, but it's not <laughs> from grapes. It's from <laughs> apples. We have a hard apple cider of all of that acreage that we have, 200 acres of what we have are apple orchards. Oh and yeah, oh, that so makes perfect that's sense. A lot. Yes, yeah. it does. So, of course, we should be making a hard yeah. apple cider. We've been nice. doing it for the last few years. About a year ago, we went to a nice can, which is super. It's really convenient. a great label. It's really good looking. It's snazzy. It's yeah. snazzy. And it fits perfectly in your hand for when you're at a <laughs> outdoor summer concert in Sonoma County. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the whole day planned for you. Yes, I do. I have my summer (laughs) planned with the cider. (laughs) A lot of wineries are starting to make cider, or if they're not a cidery, they're doing collaborations. I've noticed that is quite a trend. Um, People co-fermenting of ciders or making a wine cider. But um, the hard cider, what a great uh, great market niche way to expand. I, I can't wait to taste it. Absolutely. We're, we're in a golden age of products. Everybody's yeah. interested in trying something different. Everybody wants something different. Yeah. yeah. That's why I put these lists together to begin with. It's like, yeah. it's not impossible to find Rhone varietals, but you know, let's just consolidate into one little list and you can find who's making them. And I think the unique wines will be fun. There's some wineries that do growlers, so you can uh, refillable growlers. So I have a couple of wineries on that list. So yeah. Cool stuff. Innovation. Yeah, yeah. innovation, exactly. (laughs) Okay, I think that's probably all that I. So, Elizabeth, what's the best way for people to get in touch through the website? Through the website, duttonestate.com. There's a lot of video on there. You could video tour all of our vineyards and see our experiences and some of those upcoming events that I mentioned. It's a really, really great website. And are you reservation only or reservation recommended or what's happening? Right. I know it changes every, you know, 
day. <laughs> We're reservation only, but we do what we can when someone walks okay. in and wants to experience us. Okay. Absolutely. Perfect. I'm finding more and more that's the direction that wineries are mm-hmm. leaning. They really are trying to focus on reservations for their staffing and just to make sure, you know, you can have a great experience when you come. But more and more of them, if you happen to be driving by and you think, oh, I've heard about that. Let's pop in there. If they have room, most wineries are trying to accommodate you and find a space. All right. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put the link to Dutton Estate. We'll put a link to this beautiful Chardonnay. Which I'm probably going to finish. To the cider <laughs> and to the book. And uh, thank you so much for being here. You're this a great was guest. great. Thank you so much. Fun. We'll see you on the wine road. 